Hey guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. That business with scalability was very interesting to me. I like building something that has legacy. Hello and welcome to another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Sudhir Sial. He is the CEO of the Middle East and Head of Global Trading of Book My Show Middle East. They are a leading online entertainment destination. The company actually started out as pure online ticketing platform for movies uh, into end-to-end management agency. They moved into an end-to-end management agency of live entertainment events, including music concerts, live performance, theatricals, sports, and much more. Sudhir has previously uh, led Book My Show Indonesia uh, as its CEO and came to this region in 2019. Today, we will discuss the impact of COVID-19 on live events and also from how the company pivoted from tickets to an entire show uh, management and production. Uh, Also, future trends and events in the entertainment industry. Good morning, Sudhir. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining. Uh, where is here? Where are you? Where are you located right now? I'm in Dubai. I'm in uh, on Sheikh Zayed, the Pool Arena and the World Trade Center. Actually, so oh, interesting. <laughs> Sorry, close to. And you we work with. I was just going to say, yeah. Is that where your office is? You're not at home at the moment. No, no. Uh, we have been working actually from offices uh, from June actually. So we were aggressive with coming back to office and yeah. getting everyone let's talk about that but just you mentioned uh the coca-cola arena and the world trade center they are as you mentioned kind of offices because you have many events there um how do you see those facilities compared with say indonesia or other parts are they are they world-class events venues the coca-cola arena is actually uh, the middle east uh, first um, and um, um, houses 17,000 people with, with the ability to put the stage in the center. Mm. It can have 17,000 people. And the arena has seen maybe about 25 to 30 shows last year, and it's actually been a success. Yeah. It's, they've done a good job. Um, it's managed by ASM Global, which manage multiple arenas across the globe. Okay. So it, it's, it's, it's quite a uh, success. It's quite a successful. It's been a welcome addition to the live events landscape of uh, the Middle East. In terms of, uh, in terms of the state-of-the-art architecture or the size, the capacity? Numerous things, right? So it's, um, um, it's firstly, um, it's the ability to have content uh, and have live events all the year around, uh, as opposed to missing the summer. Hmm. Uh, the ability to have um, truly amazing um, sound, uh, light, um, and um, shows inside a inside an arena like atmosphere, um, and also it removes it reduces complexity significantly for promoters and organizers. Yeah, interesting. And then the World Trade Center. I think everyone will have attended uh, many different events there, from trade events to uh, entertainment shows and things like that. Of course, it's a wonderful facility. Um, do you run events there as well? Yes. So, in fact, we've just we've just announced our first event there, which is um, Veer Das, which is the Indian comedian um, as part of the Dubai Comedy Festival. Oh, okay. And when's, yes. when, and when's that taking place? 
So that's taking place on the 22nd of October. Ah, so soon. two weeks. Okay. Yes. Amazing. Good time to go to book my show and get your tickets. <laughs> there we go. Nice little segue. But you mentioned yeah. um, the company who runs the Coca-Cola Arena. So where does book my show come in? Uh, you know, and, and just describe an overview of uh, the business industry of events, like how many different types of companies they are and what's your role? Sure, sure, sure. So, so, um, um, book my show actually started, um, in around the year 1999 as, a um, really a B2B cinema ticketing company. Uh, it then evolved after building the B2B side of the cinema of cinema ticketing and moved to becoming a B2C cinema ticketing company. Okay. So um, first of and- all, the cinemas would manage their inventory and their tickets. Uh, just like a restaurant might manage their covers. And then uh, once, you, once you had them signed up uh, as partners or providers, uh, then you had inventory to sell. Yes, yes. So the cinemas needed a, a software to manage their own inventory internally for yeah. people coming into the cinema and buying tickets and so on, right? So we partnered with a company from, uh, from New Zealand actually and provided that software. Right. That was step one. Once we had access to all the cinema's inventory, it was then going ahead and creating um, uh, a consumer platform where where you aggregate all these cinemas together, aggregate all the inventory together, and then consumers can buy cinema tickets off the platform. Okay. And is that, right? that was yeah. And is that how most that, uh, booking engines work with cinemas? Is were you just kind of building a version of that? So. Um, Back then, yes. So, uh, you, I mean, really, when you look at any booking engine, it's a question of getting the inventory together and then getting the consumers together, right? So, once we had the inventory, the uh, think of it like a like an Expedia or like a Hotels.com, right? Once you have the inventory, then it's a question of of how do you use digital marketing? How do you use email marketing? How do you use CRM? How do you use um, uh, display marketing, um, how do you use print radio, how do you use all these demand drivers uh, to bring audiences in, right? How do you use analytics to uh, retarget consumers who are interested in certain type of content, right? So for instance, we might say that, hey, Richard is a fan of um, uh, Western classical films. And then guess what? If he's a fan of Western classical films, he's likely interested in Western classical music. Right, so then we retarget Richard for uh, Western classical musical content. So um, uh, that's how the company evolved. Today, the scale of Book My Show pre-COVID in uh, in India is uh, is immense. We were selling almost 15 million tickets a month as of wow. January this year. Wow! Right? Yeah. So in India, we sell almost um, um, 50, almost 40 percent of all cinema tickets uh, online are sold on Book My Show, and it's almost 30. Yeah, almost 30 percent of all cinema tickets itself, right? So, so it's quite a huge market share, yeah. no doubt, right? Um, and then um, around four years ago, we transitioned into live events, and we when we transitioned to live events, this, the first step was to. Uh, was to... in, in terms of you transition to selling tickets for them or actually uh, organizing them, putting them on? I'll just come to that. So we, we started by um, transition by selling tickets only for live events, right? And um, we began with a host of shows, um, uh, including Beauty and the Beast and Ed Sheeran and so on and so forth back in India. 
uh, and then we transition into promoting these shows all together yeah right and um, um, and the part of the reason was that they just weren't enough um, good promoters around and and there wasn't enough content so we said hey why don't we take up that responsibility and bring the best content okay right um, and then what we noticed and what we saw was that um, um, when we started doing this not only in india but then also in indonesia also uh, in the middle east um, we noticed that it makes sense to have a full stack business where you're promoting shows you're 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 bringing out the best content and you're also ticketing at the same time right okay. and you're also often working with other other co-promoters and bringing out this content yeah. and if you look at some of the shows we've we've been involved with um, it's mama mia in indonesia we've been involved with we were the first company to bring Cirque to India. Okay. Right? In the IPL, we manage ticketing for numerous teams within the IPL. Okay. Right? Last year at the Coca-Cola Arena, we, um, we, were, um, um, we, we promoted uh, five shows, uh, including Westlife and Boys to Men and yeah. the 1975 and, um, um, you know, Raad Fateh Ali Khan. So, it, it was um, content uh, across different demographics. Okay, interesting. So when you're doing the promotion, is that the events company or the performer would have marketing or promoter and you would, you would be their promoter uh, and then you would also sell it on your platform? That's true. So we would contract with the artist. Yeah. Make sure that all the artist requirements are met. Right. And would you book the artist for the venue? Would you organize that part? Yes, yes. So okay. you book the artist actually for yourself. And then you book the venue separately for the show. Ah, okay. Okay, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Depending and, on many and, factors that you think is the right venue, the demand, the, all that sort of stuff. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, interesting. Right. So the size is really interesting in India. Um, can you just explain that and the difference between the market share in India and say the UAE where we are now, um, in the context of com competition and uh, also obviously the size of the the market? There's a lot more people in India. Sure, sure. So um, I mean, obviously um, the, the UAE is a um, is a by population is a smaller market, but. Uh, if you look at the live events industry, uh, UAE is actually a, a reasonably large market, right? Yeah. So we finished we finished um, our first year with over five million dollars in ticket sales, right? Which was a uh, which was a, a exceptionally fast start. Yeah. Right. Um, the 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 Indian market is 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 much is much bigger, as you'd imagine, uh, especially when it comes to cinema ticketing. Yeah. Right. If you look at the differences between live events in India and live events in the UAE, um, live events in the UAE, the average ticket price is higher. So the average ticket price in the UAE market is about $60 a ticket or 240, 250 dirhams a ticket. Whereas in the Indian market, it's, it's probably uh, uh, 1,500 rupees a ticket, right? Which is, um, uh, which is about 70 dirhams. So it's almost one fourth the size. Okay. It's not for, right? for that's not for cinema, obviously. That's for kind of live shows. Yeah. Live shows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there is a difference. The second second piece is that if you look at the the uh, Middle East market, the Middle East is right in the center of the globe, and hence 
falls in the center of of global touring for multiple artists and multiple shows yeah right absolutely which is not not the case uh not the case for um, for um, india and for southeast asia which are two separate disparate markets okay yeah definitely right? different in market size yeah and a few other things yes yes so it so it is a it is a it is different from that perspective and just in terms of a competition like obviously i, I think you you know you described of getting the inventory and the tickets and also having the users and the demand on the supply side but to to do that well in your first year it's also the product works the checkout the payment gateways the experience the, the all the many things that i don't know the qr codes the the fulfillments like all those things your pl- your product obviously worked in a bigger market so when it entered a new market were there many things that you had to change to adjust to a new market sure so i think one of the one of the big changes um uh, here in the uae is that um is that um uh, uh is that the while setting up the ticketing the ticketing has to be linked up to the dtcm central ticketing architecture right which is not the case in other markets right so the government plays a very active role which is great here and the government is also a big supporter when it comes to live events here in this market and and have really put out their best foot forward to support the market and support the industry during this tough time so from a technology perspective that's been one big difference yeah uh the the second the the second difference um is that when you look at mobile for instance uh in india india uh, india tends to be an android first market whereas uh, the middle east and the uae is a really an apple first market so we've had to uh, course correct and change things accordingly okay right from uh, and, from an app experience or even just mobile in general app experience okay. right and uh, also um um what we've noticed in in india um a lot of people using the internet in india are are mobile first they are they get onto the internet for the first time on a mobile phone the mobile phone is um is sometimes they only access to internet okay yeah but uh here it's not the case right here people are equally comfortable with desktop and mobile so it's these insights and influences that have helped us understand what works best um and course correct along the way and refine your product and yeah so basically the the book my show although you went from cinema to live events you're still really a promoter a booking engine um am i correct in saying that you know live nation or a global one like this and then a local kind of smaller one would be something like platinum list are 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 they uh on different sides of the uh com- competition scale for book my show fair enough yeah absolutely i think um, live nation and ticketmaster together sum up what we do live nation uh, promotes shows uh, ticketmaster okay. um uh, book my show also tickets and then also promote shows but we are ticketing first yeah right um platinum list only tickets right platinum this has been around in this market uh, longer than we have so they've been around for almost 6 7 years yeah yeah um, we we um, soon we are also launching cinema ticketing uh, on our platform but we are also going to be launching attractions um on the platform uh so that you have access to all the attractions in the UAE things like water parks and museum parks Absolutely. everything yeah yeah amazing 
So these are um, uh, uh, not only that, water sports, uh, adventure, so all of these things. Also, um, staycations, which have become quite popular during the pandemic. Okay, so it's full kind of lifestyle offering. Yes, yes. So that's that. Those will be coming up soon on the platform. You, yeah, and the platform. When someone has their own ticketing engine, they can either white label yours and use it on their website, or they can have you as well as theirs to get incremental bookings. Yes. So. Um, Hypothetically, uh, we, just to take you through our products, right? Uh, let's assume there's a certain. Let's assume you as a promoter are working on a certain show. Let's let's take the example of one of our partners, which is the QE2. Yeah, yeah. So the QE2 has a venue and, and good friends of ours. Now, I think they're uh, just you, they're just restarting some events very soon now, or have they already started? They're just restarting. Yeah, yeah. If QE2 wants to sell tickets, right? Um, um, QE2 can sell tickets on their own website and that's something we can help out for them, right? Yeah. Or, or QE2 can also um, sell tickets on third-party websites like ours. Yeah. Yeah, so um, these are the, the, and we are building a venue ticketing platform called BigTix, which is being built out of Singapore, which can work with venues and power the entire ticketing experience. Okay. Okay. So yeah. that's so, more of a SaaS product where they just pay for the software and they run it themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why people. So, so, and, um, that, that is at a, that could be at a, at a, uh, the, the fee could be at a per, per year level or at a per ticket level, depending on how the deal is structured. Interesting. Um, and you kind of mentioned QE2 and a few other things that you've been doing lately that were popular during uh the pandemic how how was book my show uh if we go back to the to the start in march you must have had a lot of events uh that couldn't happen how did you so there as a as a ceo of of this region how did you uh respond to that and uh what are the kind of steps that you took sure sure no it's not it's certainly not been easy for the industry as a whole right uh, i was actually in london at the ilmc conference and i came back um Came back at that point of time when all of this was happening, mm. right? Um, so what tra what transpired after was um, immediately we uh, there were numerous shows of ours which had to be uh, cancelled, right, and rescheduled. And some of those are still waiting for them to be rescheduled, like the Ilai Raja concert, for instance, in Sharjah, mm. right? We proceeded with all refunds as we had to, right? Um, we then transitioned quite quickly into virtual events. Okay. So we, we launched a series called Ha Ha Habibi, which was the first series for comedy, virtual event comedy in Dubai. Yeah. Right. Um, then we also um, uh, launched uh, another large series called Live from HQ, which had a combination of music and comedy and theater, right, with our partners Junction, um, which was again all done um, virtually, right? Okay. Then we had we had other comedy shows virtually. After that, we had music shows. We also had um, our first show by a mentalist named Wayne Hoffman, which was virtual. Okay. And in terms oh. of the virtual shows, is it is it live streaming? Is it ticketed? Uh, what sort of technology are you using? And did did it generate revenue, or were were these free events? 
So we initially started with a few free events, but then we moved to we moved after to paid events and ticket events. Okay, so right, right. you would have you would have hosted the the streaming and the performance and the tickets. It would all live on the Book My Show uh, platform. Yes, yes, yes. These were all ticketed. Um, uh, these were on the on the ticketed on the Book My Show platform, and then using virtual platforms like Zoom and so on and so forth to have to um, to have the interaction we've also built our own virtual platform to have interactions right which has also been, been taken out in, in externally what we've also noticed we've tied up with partners is that exhibitions are also going virtual yeah. right so it's a great opportunity for exhibitions to go virtual where um where you can have an entire exhibition experience um not only do you have an exhibition experience but then you also have the opportunity for brands to play a part there mm. Right, um, so you you have the opportunity of uh, you have the experience of walking into an exhibition, stopping, experiencing brands, experiencing booths, much like you would do in a real world exhibition. Okay, and right, and after you know by June July uh, live events restarted. So we started with um, comedy, we started with theater. Um, we one of our venues, um, which is the Junction, has probably had maybe twenty five shows post. Uh, market reopening right uh, we've also um, uh, we ticketed jimmy card which was a, a, a comedy show with in august with the market reopening there were actually three sold out shows yeah uh, we also um, um, uh, began uh, uh, our ticketing we're soon going to be ticketing shows at the dubai opera and there's a there's an event that's going to be happening there so plus um, also uh, we've been working hard on getting our cinema piece um, going and soon we're going to be launching ticketing with with uh, two with uh, two cinemas, right? Okay. Um, plus um, the Dubai Comedy Festival, and we were happy to announce last week uh, our first uh, fourteen hundred capacity show, which is Veer Das, which has already been selling quite well. Yeah, and it goes to show that there's a lot of pent up demand in the market. People want to come out. There's a sort of a COVID fatigue. Yeah. People want to come out and experience live events and experience. Um, experienced the world you know people realize that they can't be locked up and and cocooned uh, all all through do you think so it's really interesting and, and well done for kind of navigating the last few months especially in the in the events industry uh but it's interesting the sort of maybe the lower capacity uh events are what we're having especially kind of towards the end of this year for now um are you seeing that the combination of those tickets plus less events than than you know typically would have taken place at this time of the year, and a combination of experimenting with virtual conferences and events. How, do you think that that's your new business offering now? So we feel that um, um, the new new business offering right now is a combination of a few things. One is yes, you're right, smaller events, right, uh, and those events being more frequent, yeah. right. Um, Virtual events, to some extent, right? Cinemas, attractions, right? But we also see new product, new 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 verticals like like merchandise hmm. being an active role, right? Okay. Um, and um, uh, soon they will uh, soon um, we have a platform in India called Fanhood, yeah, for merchandise, right? And um, uh, soon uh, you'll be hearing more about what we're looking to in that category in this market. Interesting. Maybe we'll have you back on to talk about that because it sounds like another uh, in exciting offering. 
Um, I want to talk about two th things we've already touched on. One is uh, sort of um, the Live Nation and and you know and Saudi invested into into them, the PIF, and but at the moment they're letting people go. It's a difficult roadmap. Uh, have you had to kind of cut back on staff and investments uh, as Book My Show? Is, have you been infected in the same way that they have? No, absolutely, we have. We've had to. Um... We've had to uh, downsize our team as well. We've we've had to uh, we initially had to follow people. We had to let people go. We've had to take some reduce and uh, reduce and cut salary salaries uh, costs across across uh, um, various people. Um, and it's been tough, no doubt. Um, however, however, um, with the market showing signs of bouncing back, yeah, with with the happening, it's more positive. Um, and yes, and with newer with newer business lines, um, we are reorienting, rearchitecturing the team, and putting putting people into into different uh, in into different verticals and different teams to bring everyone back in a cohesive manner. Interesting. And then secondly, another COVID related question uh, in terms of cinemas. The in some markets, we're hearing of a lot of closures and. Um, not just at the cinema facility, the venue, but uh, Hollywood is having trouble <laughs> in terms of, uh, you know, you know they, they released one big movie in the summer, I think it was Tenet, and then they've decided to uh, postpone some of the big releases. For the second time, James Bond isn't going to happen now. Um, how do you kind of view that? Uh, how do you see that recovery and where do you see the opportunities? No, it is tough. It is tough. Um, the um, I, I I feel that the that um, some of this starting and stopping of content will con will um, will continue to happen likely likely this year mm. uh, and things and next year things will settle down. Um, however, for big banner films like like Tenet, mm. right, uh, or uh, or other. Um, uh, Big banner films like James Bond. Does it make sense for them financially, commercially to release on OTT? Right? Probably not. So, so hence, uh, cinema um, as a medium will continue. Right? So you might see you might see some films, you might see some films go the OTT way, but um, there's no denying that the the experience, the larger chunk of revenues, the larger chunk of monies are all. Fundamentally, within the uh, cinema, the the large exhibition space. Yeah. Right. So, so it will have to come back from that perspective. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, um, there is more that we are looking at within the uh, within uh, it. It is at this point uh, there are opportunities in the OTT space as well for a for a company like us. Right. In what um, way? Uh, they are. I, I mean, so so for instance, uh, uh, if you look at the existing OTT market, if you're looking at 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 SWOD, which is um, Netflix, right? If you're looking at um, AWOD, which is YouTube, so subscription right? video on demand and advertising video on yeah. demand. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, the and if you're looking at um, if you're looking at at um, at Films which are you know on a transaction video on demand space, right? So there are opportunities in the market mm. um, 
for transaction video on demand for people to watch films and pay only for that film That's right so yeah yeah there are opportunities there in the market um, i i won't speak more about what we are planning or not planning but um uh, as a as a uh, as a as a company it makes sense for us to be nimble in terms of evaluating various opportunities yeah right but let me tell you at this point the market has not uh, has not chosen one way or the other yeah. in terms of uh, um, whether uh, theaters will continue or theaters will not continue okay. right uh, also i i myself visited uh, theaters i was i was at a few theaters over the last month or so and people are still turning up yeah and it's the same thing as you know it's great to see airlines coming back and obviously the the path will take a while if this isn't happening back to normal overnight but i think one of the things about cinemas especially um in dubai is they're quite spacious anyway you know some of the some of the the screens have quite big kind of two meters distancing maybe that's a little bit much but i think you know and we've seen with one of the events that you were involved with the jimmy car uh events in the world trade center that there was a gap between each individual and each seat so uh, it, from that point of view you know it's possible to to um attend a movie theater uh you know in a safe way right yeah let me explain a little further right so there is there is something here um um called um, covid seating right which has been set up right so and um, what we do with covid seating is um is um, pre select um groups of two seats three seats or four seats inside a a venue right and leave gaps between these seat selections right so which means that according to the guidelines you need to have a minimum of 4 square meters between you and the next person who is schools from your group right so this sort of seat orientation and architecture enables this mm. right um, and um, you will find that uh, with this uh, architecture and orientation it's actually a good experience to go to go to a a, a live event wear your mask uh, enjoy yourself have uh, you know have some food go with your friends and you know uh, have a good time yeah interesting Uh, what about continue on on cinema i want to talk about the ipl as well but for cinema for a second in this region you know um in saudi for example uh there's only a few theaters open in the last kind of 2 years or so and there's a lot more coming uh you know the timing would seem to be good over there in terms of they definitely don't need to close any any theaters um is that a market that you've that you've entered or are you going to enter um in the cinema space Yes yes we just entered their pre covid right we've set up yeah and we will be we will be um um uh, we've just lost Sudhir i think we're going to get him back yeah we just lost you for a second <laughs> go again yeah and as soon as the market bounces back right as soon as we can go there we'll be back and we'll be integrating with cinemas and we'll be approaching that market again okay and in that level uh you know the the cinema owners over there are the groups like box and amc or do you partner with them all and then do you sell tickets for all the movies or how does it work or are there exclusivities and things like that so that's the way it would work yeah okay 
you put all of them aggregate inventory and then uh, and then um, um sell sell tickets to all of them the funny thing about the saudi market is that there's been so much pent up demand for so many years there that now um, uh, cinema cinema ticket sales are almost at 70 80% occupancy yeah before covid yeah Yeah, 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 that's yeah. that's great. And what would the typical number be in the UAE? The, the we also uh, varies. I think for for um, um, during weekdays is around twenty percent, and uh, during weekends could be forty percent. Basis uh, the film. It depends on the film and the time of the year and things like that. Uh, yes, yes, but, but which is not uh, dissimilar to other markets. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, IPL you mentioned that you sell tickets sometimes for some of the teams in India in the UAE and on Love in Dubai we've been overwhelmed by all the stories and all the excitement around the games here at the moment as it's currently taking place in the UAE um obviously the venues apart from some famous uh, Bollywood actors <laughs> doesn't have any attendance um how do you how how's your experience been with sports and IPL in the past and what's your current view on 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 the on the event i think the event has been quite a success uh, from a television standpoint and from a sponsor standpoint right and and, and actually to watch it as a as a consumer as a viewer has been a good experience okay right um, and with the artificial sound and so on as much as <laughs> as hard as those late a few times <laughs> <laughs> already <laughs> yeah the uh, the uh, but uh, overall it's um, it's um, um, definitely a uh, it's been a success by by the bcci uh, there there are some rumors that they might have um, uh, fans and crowds for the last two matches for the for the eliminator and for the semis and finals but it's not yet been confirmed like a, right? a percentage maybe 20% yeah. or okay 30 or 50% is okay. what it is oh interesting right? wow yeah the the um, and hats off for the ue to bring everything together in a short period of time hmm In India, we've managed. We've been managing both ticketing and on ground for numerous teams, right? So it's it's a uh, it's it's both exciting and challenging at the same time. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Is it different? Yeah. Is is sport different to live events for performing uh, music or or cinema? So um, um, in in Indonesia, for instance, we also work with football teams. Yeah. Right? So it is it is different because of the sheer volume and sheer size. and sheer numbers right okay for a and cricket match see maybe as well yes a cricket match a football we're talking about 30 40000 people mm. per match mm. yeah right which is a high number yeah yeah so uh, so hence in a season of say 15 20 matches you're talking about almost 800000 people yeah wow yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah those are big numbers right and there um, it's um Uh, and sports because they're such large audiences large fan bases also tends to sell themselves mm. yeah 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 so um yeah so i i guess um um i mean you i don't know i know which football team you support but uh, you know it, it, I, i support blackburn rovers they're in the championship they were good when i was 10 or 12 but not not anymore but i'm learning about yeah. the ipl we we've had a couple of interviews with Uh, are we lining them up with some players from Rajasthan Royals and things like that? And it's quite exciting to kind of see the the supporters. It's it's massive on social media. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, and it's been a a good start. My team lost unfortunately yesterday, which was Chennai. Ah, which is Chennai. 
Yeah, but uh, it's good to see. Um, I think India needed it because India has sort of unfortunately been quite badly impacted by COVID. Yeah. So uh, India needed what has happened, and it's good to see that uh, things are coming back. Yeah, exactly. It's good to see. But uh, yeah, as you said, I think you know it's refreshing to hear that that y- your view that it's positive for the streaming, for the noise and the quality because they're very critical in the Premier League in football about the noise and they're also critical about the empty stadiums and they're blaming it for goal rushes and things like that. I thought people wanted to see goal rushes, but um but yeah, obviously live events is all about people and I think uh you know, at the very start of this, we spoke with uh, the CEO of Flash Entertainment, and you know, it it just what where we are now. A few months ago, didn't seem possible. A, a hybrid between no events and eighty thousand people or fifty thousand people in the venue didn't seem possible. But uh, as you've mentioned, it, we seem to be getting there now. Whether it's a half capacity at a at a cricket match, or whether it's cinema, or whether it's a comedy thing. People are. People seem to be okay. There isn't a vaccine, but if if I trust that the venue is putting something on, then I'm happy to kind of pay uh, the same price of a ticket. I'm not asking for a discount, and I'm happy to go to the event. Absolutely, yeah. That's what we're noticing. Okay, interesting. Okay. And look, the truth is that there's uh, that uh, going out, experiencing uh, life. Um, this is is a fundamental human need. Hmm. And there's so much pent-up demand that people need to come out. People need to experience this. Yeah, absolutely. If you're, if you're just going to be locked down the entire time, it's not. It's like it's not really going to. Um, uh, consumers are going to be uh, going to have uh, cabin fever at some point, right? They're going to be. They're going to feel claustrophobic. It will lead to a lot of social and mental health issues. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we're social creatures. <laughs> we need to meet people, and not just all these Absolutely. Zoom calls. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah, so, dear, what? So uh, we'll talk about the region and, and the economy in a second. But j- just about, you know, obviously you're doing both technology and real time events. But um, I've been on a couple of conferences on platforms like Hopin, and there seems to be a real sort of now moment, like there was for Zoom. There seems to be a real now moment for pure technology plays in events. Uh, you know, did you ever for a second th- think to pivot, you know, completely to technology? Um, it's, that's, it's, it's, a, it's a different business because it's a, it, that's fundamentally a B2B business, right? We are, a, we are a, a business to consumer franchise, business consumer setup, right? So um, we, we dabbled with the idea, but we decided against it. Okay. Right, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't want to make that transition because we also realize we understand where our core competency and our core strength is, right? And and um, also um, also the the um, um, we realize that it's this bringing together of consumers, content, technology, which is where our strength is. Yeah. If we if we were to just change horses midstream, um, you know. There are a host of other issues and challenges we might face. Yeah, yeah. What we have done though is focused on on um, technologies like um, like um, COVID seating, technologies like uh, uh, like um, contactless ticketing, okay. wherein you just scan a barcode and you get a ticket at a venue, right? 
we've focused on our DIY ticketing platform, Townscript, which is great for hotels and events and so on and so forth. Yeah. Right, where you can build events on the fly on your own. Right. And um, 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 and obviously on virtual events and virtual content. Yeah. The B two B side is is something that uh, um, is already a crowded space, not a space that we necessarily play. Okay. That's good to know. And yeah, I think it gave us, it gave you a chance, never a chance to kind of survey the market and look and obviously you, you know your strengths and you've added to different pieces, whether it's technology or other. Um, finally, just talk about the region and how you see it. You, you know, you came from a, a high growth emerging market, Indonesia, India, uh, you know, the, India was always included in say the BRIC nations of potential emerging markets for the last 20 years. And it seems to be, you know, irrespective of COVID, even with technology now really emerging kind of uh, after China. What's your view uh, living in Dubai uh, of the Middle East? Uh, do you see the same signs? Um, and if you were, you know, if you were to predict the future, um, how do you see things panning out over the next 10 years in terms of economy and uh, the, the GDP of, of the countries in the region? Sure. So um, I feel that the um, um, UAE, UAE is um, um, recovered actually quite well. I think the fact that the that the Dubai has kept the economy open um, and UAE has kept the economy open has been good. And I think that uh, while they, they have been, uh, uh, while they have been job losses and so on, Broadly, the sentiment um, is better here than many other places, mm. right? Um, Saudi, um, uh, Bahrain, Oman. We are noticing that um, um, that uh, that uh, Saudi um, has been locked down for a little longer period of time, but uh, again, now over the last few months, there seems to be a big push to open up. Yeah, right, which is good. Right, um, and um, we've also been talking to our partners and colleagues in Bahrain as well, uh, which which have also have also been um, uh, uh, talking about how the economy is opening up there. Right, so I feel that um, for uh, from a from a GDP from a per capita income standpoint, yes, this year uh, there will be a correction, um, and um, uh, we will see um, we will see. Um, uh, GDP coming down across multiple markets, but um, uh, uh, I feel next year onwards, people have found a new way of dealing with this uh, pandemic and finding a way to make uh, make things work. I think the the worst is almost over. Great, that's good to hear. <laughs> very very good to hear. It's interesting to kind of keep track of the event space because I think everyone is interested, not just from a business point of view, but from a a social and mental health well-being point of view. Sudhir, thank you very much for joining us. It's great to hear more about Book My Show and all the things you've got going on. And I look forward to keeping in touch in the future. Thank you so much, Richard. Absolute pleasure being on the show. Thank you. Hey guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. That business with scalability was very interesting to me. I like building something that has legacy.